0: Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Honest Chat. I'm your host, JL, and um, welcome back. If you're new, welcome to you. want to encourage you to subscribe and uh, continue the conversation, continue as being part of the journey of listeners here. If you're returning, thank you so much for tuning back in and continuing to be part of the conversation. Just so you know, we're broadly talking in this episode about evangelism, traditions um, in the church, the attitude of apathy that has sometimes crept in with regards to evangelism, and just a a few thoughts on what the perspective is that we have on eternity. Now, you are actually jumping into the middle of a conversation that's already been ongoing. There's about 30 minutes that you've missed out on, so if you're new, I encourage you, drop back the episode earlier and just listen to that first half. It'll give a lot of context to what you're listening to i want to encourage you to listen to every bit of this content so that it makes sense as part of the overall um, chat that we're having and i've broken it up like this so that you go away and you think about it as well a little bit beyond just a massive one and a half hour chat and uh, i want i want you to let me know how is this is this impacting you in any way do you have a different perspective perhaps? on what we're talking about, do you see things differently that you'd love um, to, to, to be shared or just to, to bring up as well, i would love to hear from you and um, without further ado, let's jump into part two of my honest chat with Graham.
1: You know, I, I find it funny and I've never thought about this until recently, mm. that people go, I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me
2: <laughs> to speak to that person. <laughs>
1: And it turned out... And I, I had some guy come to give us I—I qu- <laughs> I had some guy come to quote us for the pool, repairing the pool. And I um, I was going to say, you know, because he said, oh, you need to get it done, blah, 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 blah. And I was going to say, yeah, because we have lots of people in summer from the church come over. Yeah. And then I thought, I should say people because... You don't want to bring church into it. I mean, he doesn't need to know it's church people. Right. It's not it's important. not his problem. Uh, it's not really and, you know, he might, you know, think I'm a Jesus freak and stuff. And then I thought, <laughs> well, that's a stupid way of thinking. You should be proud of being a Christian. So I said, you know, we have people from church. And then it turns out he goes to one of the big churches. And knew the church that I go to. And... After that, it was all kind of like, yeah, God bless you, have a good day. Because like now you knew that we were both Christians, wow. we could use the secret language, mm.
2: which is really nice. But there's I love that the secret language. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. Um,
1: anyway. But, but there's, it, it's those kind of things where, you know, the Holy Spirit prompted me to say that it was church people so we could have that church conversation. So it would be stuff like that. It's the power of God, the creator of the universe, dwelling inside me, simply to prompt me (laughs) to sometimes say something (laughs) vaguely Christian to a stranger. (laughs) That's it. Power of God. It's a bit like the Aladdin, um, the the Disney Aladdin, where it's like, enormous power, itty bitty living space. It's, yeah that is exactly true yeah. it's, that's a wild woman. It's, uh, it's ridiculous and it it's is very reality. ridiculous and the problem is is that because of the way the church is set up if you've up and you went you know what we're doing this wrong we have the power of God in us I can make those doors over there open if I want to. Mm. I can make mountains. You know that whole, like, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, get up, and everyone goes, metaphorically? <laughs> no, not metaphorically. <laughs> God can do anything. anything. Yeah. I have the power of God inside me. Mm. As long as I'm using it to his will, you know, if I try and point my finger up somebody and go, smite him.
0: <laughs> oh, <mighty> smite.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Nope. Unless they mock me for being <laughs> for being bald and then I can set bears on them. <laughs> Holy Spirit bear attack. <laughs> ah! Love that kind of Honestly, the
2: Bible. Honestly people, no, uh, Elisha. Elisha, yeah. Yeah. I think some, peop-
1: some people, some people are like new Christians listen to this, I don't know that. What is he talking about? <laughs> Honestly. Get into your old testament, all the best stories. Oh, it is I love the old testament. And, and Ehad when he he stabs the king and the king was so fat that, that the knight disappears inside in yeah, yeah it's genius
0: was he on the potty?
1: he was yeah yes he was um, no <laughs> I think he left him in there and locked the door anyway oh they yeah, assume, they they assumed it, service, yeah they assumed he was on the toilet yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah this, this, but yeah we're just <sighs> reading that thing about the wicker and stuff and you're like where did we get from Jesus you know Kingdom of heaven, Holy Spirit, healing, people getting up and talking about it, Mm. and 3,000 people being saved, to the vicar of Dibley.
2: Mm.
1: And like, ah, we're the local vicar in the town, and people come to talk to us for this or that Mm. and stuff, and people respect us because we're the vicar and we do the stuff. But that's it. You know, the, the stereotypical view of the old man in the dog collar who's like a kindly old man. You're like, yeah. no! yeah, We're, That's not who we are. That's right. I was singing a song to myself the other day, which I haven't sang in years. Um, I think it's kind of a children's hymn. But it's called We're in the Lord's Army. And the lyrics go, we will never um, march like the infantry, shoot like the artillery... Zoom over the enemy. Uh, like, uh, we will never something something. Yeah. We because we're, we're in the Lord. The Lord. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. Sir. <laughs> we're in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. Um, that militant kind of idea has disappeared. It's gone. It's gone. Absolutely, that was back in the eighties. Um, and I think, and this is why I'm thinking I should probably start the podcast. I'm thinking we probably need a more militant Christianity. A militant Christianity. militant Christianity I like that phrase because it sounds really bad it sounds like well, we're it gonna, doesn't sound that bad I we're mean gonna, we're going to get out <laughs> there and be like but it's more like take over the world yeah, yeah it's like we're going to destroy all you heathens <laughs> because that whole militant the people have been militant in that mm. you can't do that and you can't do this and you shall not and, and actually be like more militant in the no we're going to spread the gospel mm. we're going to get on, on with it let's do it yeah. because we're uh, thinking about this in terms of the the wicker stuff and that. that probably the saddest thing about the gay marriage vote in Australia is not whether you think we should have voted yes with them or we should have voted no against them, because mm. marriage should be a certain way that God. I don't know. God. <laughs> Egyptians invented marriage. At least the Egyptians, not the Sumerians. The Hebrews didn't even <laughs> invent it. So um, I don't. annoys me they're like oh but there's this thing in the in adam and eve like that's not not marriage they They weren't married i said that to They adam and eve weren't married (laughs) well i mean they were well they weren't well they didn't have a service yes but in god's eyes no No, no. marriage didn't exist um oh i don't know where i'm going now we should be militant in in getting out there and getting off our palms and just telling yeah. people about the thing and and that. the whole thing about the marriage thing the gay marriage thing shouldn't leave that lying around because people listening are like mm. you never said what you were going to um, probably the worst thing is that no one cared what we thought yeah. you know Christine's got up, all up in arms and go you need to vote no because marriage is between a man and a woman and blah mm. blah blah, blah, blah. Uh, forgetting the whole uh, do unto others as you would have done to you mm. so that one day when all the gays are in power, and we go, Oh, can you help us out? They'd be like,
2: No, oh,
1: you voted no against us, we're going to vote no against you, see how you like it. And then that Bible verse will come back and bite us on the arse. Um, but ultimately, you know, we, we came away looking very judgmental and old school and mm. irrelevant. Mm. And the fact is, we are. Not, mm. You know, Christians are like, Oh, we can't change this. And everyone's going, Who are you? Yeah. Like, nobody was going, oh, I think, you know, Homosexuals should have equal marriage rights. Mm. We better check with what the church thinks. Because <laughs> no no they're always understandable. The yeah, no, one, no one cares. Mm. And that yeah. is not Christianity. Mm. Because it's the most important thing and the most freeing thing and the best thing about the world. Yeah. 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 It is. As long as the cross is lit up. The communion tables in the middle of the <laughs> oh, well.
2: stage
0: um, yeah so there seems to be this general kind of are you getting people
1: texting in questions is you've got a text
0: message have I got no um, no I do not
1: that'd be a great episode of a podcast oh send, send in
2: your questions live <laughs> podcasts
1: <Yeah>. when I
0: <laughs> be fun it would be fun what's today it's thursday when we're recording this i would have to do it on the
1: day that i i fielded i did that at your work i don't think you were there i didn't ask me anything about christianity with your students
0: oh yes that's right i came in oh you were yeah you came oh yeah uh, i came in because i came
1: from a funeral very interesting Mm. and but you've got to know your stuff you do because yeah you do um sorry so that's right
0: we we'll edit that uh, we, out. Later. We, no, we will not. <laughs> uh, we digress. Um, what's what's your thought? Because it could it be that the apathy that's present, and we're again still mainly talking about current, you know, what we'd call advanced or developed nations. Yeah, I think
1: the I I always uh, refer to it as the Western Church. The
0: Western Church. The presence of the apathy, could it be connected to um, being so not knowing so much what the Bible says and maybe, you know, just picking up phrases here and there that we think sound about right? Because I think um, going into conversations with quite a a few people, some of the things that we say about what we think God is like, about what we think the Bible says is actually correct yeah. or accurate uh, but we've picked up all these sayings could it be connected because like people just aren't reading the Bible we, You know. I think
1: things? I think it all comes back down to the way the church is set up and I think it's still set up in a way for a status quo and a way I, th- I think with like the Catholic Church it was always a bit more we have power and we want to hold on to power so mm. we'll do certain things because as soon as the the Catholic Church got a certain amount of power it attracted into the priesthood people who wanted power, power, yeah. and, power does. and then they'd, they'd do stuff to keep that power Yeah. and I don't think with the Protestant Church it's so much a power thing I don't think people are becoming Protestant ministers for the power of preaching every sunday um but i think it has ended up in a structure that has become comfortable and then we do stuff and keep stuff within that comfortable level and if anyone starts coming out and trying to break that comfort level we'll we'll try and shut them down and you'll hear a lot of excuses and sadly my dad was a pastor um the excuse is, you know, it will be, you need to go out and evangelize. But you don't want to look stupid. You don't want to force it down people's throats because then they'll, they'll be turned off from it. Mm. So you've got to do it slowly and that's something like, well, that's good, but that's an excuse. Yeah. So yeah. we, I won't do anything this week because I can always go, well, I'm not going to force it down. You know, you, you just be a good example and people will see that in oh, you. Then yeah. No, they won't. Yeah. <coughs> Because Jesus never said that, did he? No. He's like, go out and preach the gospel. Um,
0: if necessary, use words. Yes. It's the phrase that we've added.
1: Yes. Yes, because that's it's a nice thing, isn't it? That you, by living your life, people will see it. Which is true. That's but, part of it, yes. But We're at a the same time. Of life worthy of a cult. If, um, and this comes back to the, the heaven, looking to heaven, looking to the afterlife, is that if we realise how short life was... Yeah. We wouldn't be dawdling around with that rubbish. We'd just be getting on with it. Mm. We'd just be going. We wouldn't even be doing this yeah, really. if we realised how our life is dust in the wind, dude. Yeah. And what eternity is, and how great it's going to be. Mm. We'd go. Let's stop doing this stupid podcast and start knocking on doors. Yeah. Um, which I don't want. Or listening do. to it. Or listening to the <laughs> podcast. Yes. Yes. If you realise how short your life is, subscribe. Um, <coughs>
0: I tell you what, I've been, I have been um, challenged by that. I think it was probably from the last time we talked about going out and things like that. And, um, you know, what's weird is that I had one of these thoughts. I was catching up with Chima, actually. Mm. I was catching up with Chima for our coffee buddy that we meet up. And uh, we're in Galleria in Morley. And so these two ladies, Muslim ladies, actually came up and sat down. On the table next to us, less than, well, I was probably about a meter away, because there's a lot of space in the gallery area. And we're chatting, but then I don't know what happened. I must have been thinking, well, I was probably in a bit of a fa- funky mood. Um, but I thought, hey, why don't we talk to these two girls? And he goes, what about? Like, I don't know. I just talked to her about their faith. And before he gives me an answer, I don't know what came over me. I must be mad. The Holy Spirit! <laughs> I don't know what it came over. But I start talking to this girl. And yes, it was weird. It was absolutely stupid for me to just buy the standards of comfort.
1: Yeah. I'm to sort bad. of go,
0: why would I want to cross cultures right now? Yeah. But anyway, so I turn around and I'm like. Excuse me, are you guys waiting for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ?
2: Did you say that? <laughs> I did. Excellent.
1: That is the best thing ever. That's so the only thing that would be better <laughs> is if you were like a bus stop.
0: And? Us. <laughs> I couldn't. I could not believe it was coming out of my mouth. Anyway, so she goes, "What?" So I repeated the question, and anyway, she goes, "Oh, you're asking me a religious question." I'm like, is it a religious question? But it it, it just kind of started going from there. But anyway, so after the whole conversation, we started talking. Um, I was like, wow. I have no idea. Well, I don't have a lot of clue about the Muslim faith. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how to speak with them properly. And, I, and I mean, I guess, you know, we've... With the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit pretty much came upon people so that they would be able to speak another purpose of language. And, you know, they had just come off of a long extended time of praying. They were filled like filled and did not, no, they were not thinking through their head. They were, the Holy Spirit was working through them. I didn't have that luxury. They cheated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I didn't have that luxury at the time. But, however, to be able to connect with people on, on that level and to sort of talk their language mm-hmm. so that um, and I don't know if this is the in the whole apologetics. I don't know where I found this out from but to be able to talk to somebody about what they th- believe about but to be able to insert Jesus into that conversation instead of just coming up as an abrupt rude yeah, you know and sometimes yes the gospel is rude Christians are supposed to be rude whatever but I was like I actually don't understand how I'm supposed to talk to people of even the Muslim, you know, Muslim faith. And it made me think, like, if I'm going to go out into the world, I live in a Western culture, I need to educate myself. Because mm. there's no, literally, there is no, what am I going to spend my time doing? If I, if it's all for the point of furthering the gospel and being able to, like Paul, become all things to all men, yeah. and he might win some, then that means, you know, i got to get my homework on
1: yeah, and um, and actually, not so much in terms of other faiths and understanding that necessarily. Best thing about arguing, not discussing with with Muslims is you get to a certain point, and most of them will go because Muhammad said so. Because um, Muhammad said so. Um, because if you lead them in the right path, they get very close to putting their own opinion in, yeah, and then they, they will shut it down because because as soon as they put their own opinion, they might be questioned Muhammad. That is in some places a literal death sentence for them, so wow. they will just shut down, and their only answer will be, "Muhammad says so."
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't really make sense because he says this here and he says that there. Muhammad says so. Muhammad says so. But but you follow the Fine. Bible, like right? You follow Jesus, the prophet, yeah. So why don't you follow these verses here? Muhammad says so. Don't don't. And you actually got you actually have to be like, I'm not going to do this to your buddy. I'm not because. Because you can see it on their face. They're oh, terrified really? that someone's going to be listening. And as soon as they go, yeah, no, I think that might be wrong. <coughs> because you can't question the prophet. Yeah. Um, but life, like, like West, the Western world, for us as normal people, unless God has put it in your heart to reach the Muslims, or the Hindus, or, or the Buddhists, or whatever, you look at what Paul particularly is talking about and he is talking in a religious atmosphere. Yeah. It's very easy to go. Like Paul goes, mm. I can see you're very religious because you've even got a, two, a a thing to the unknown God. The unknown God yeah. So you're really casting your lots yeah. just to make sure you, you get everyone. <laughs> um, but let me tell you yeah. that this is God and he did this and he mm. did that. I've never read anything in the Bible from any of that preaching that ever makes me go, I need to become a Christian. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it is you know they, they come up and they go you know yeah. oh no, Jesus died for you and he was the Messiah and everyone just mm. goes oh all right, and 3000 were added yeah you like, but why and part of it is the understanding of the Jewish faith yeah so all they had to do was go you know you're, you're expecting the Messiah yeah. years he's come and gone mm. you killed him yeah and they're like what yeah and then they go we go back through this and I'll explain all the things to you and then they're like oh cool yeah mm. Jesus was you...
0: and that's that common ground thing is
1: yeah. like and everybody's Greeks, looking for something yeah. and the Greeks had gods and he could show people that God was the only god and these were false gods mm. if you went up to a normal person in Australia and went but I want to explain to you how Jesus is the Messiah yeah. most people will go What's the messiah? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because they don't have any kind of grounding in Christianity. Yeah. So apologetics now is not trying to tell people about Jesus and that that it's true. It's trying to explain to them what Christianity is and why they might need it because people don't have any idea. Yeah. what happens and go back to your thing that we've widely diverged from about the, the reading the Bible mm. we don't have any idea mm. because you're right most of us don't read the Bible regularly because yeah. um, it's hard and, and I think that the, the church is set up in a sort of a comfortable way like I've said that we choose the bits that we can understand that fit with the stuff we believe and so we have those things in our head to go, oh, so why do you as a Baptist or a yeah. Presbyterian or whatever believe this thing? Mm. Oh, well, Psalm 23 verse 4. Yeah. Cool. What about verse 5? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What does that say? Well, it says the opposite. <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, yeah. You know, you go back to the, the, the gay thing because it's, so, it's so prominent at the moment, particularly in the States with the um, God hates fags and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Westboro Baptist, Westboro Baptist, but it's I think it's more than than just those guys. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're picking certain verses from the Old Testament, and you're completely ignoring the greatest commandment of love your God and love your neighbor. Mm. Yeah. So you're you're just ignoring that completely. Mm. Yes. Because that's not the viewpoint I want, and I think people do don't people don't like it when you go. Okay, so you should probably act on that now.
2: Mm, Yeah.
1: If a preacher got up and went, go on then. Like it says here, the Great Commission. Everybody read the Great Commission. Off you go. That's it. Go for the rest of the service. You know, normally you'd leave here at 11 o'clock. So so 11 o'clock, go out and do that. And then come back for your your tea and cake. Hopefully sausage rolls. (laughs) Um, and as I said, when I mentioned that my dad was a pastor, that like one of the things that he said was that he had to do a certain amount of nice, fluffy "God loves you" sermons, was because otherwise people would leave. If you just right. got up and went, "You need to get better at this," you're doing it wrong. People just go, "I don't want to hear that." I just want to, hear that. Up, yeah, and, I find, want to hear something else. Yeah, I'll go. I will go and find. I'll go and find a church that that just tells me God loves me and serves me sausage rolls yeah. at the end of. It's the most important thing about church, if you're considering it, sausage rolls <laughs> as the afternoon <laughs> snack. If they don't do sausage rolls, Satan, Satan has a grip on them. <laughs> <laughs> and, mm. But it's true. like, and That's why I, I always, when I preach, I'm just like, so I'm going to do something and I'm going right. to be a bit more because your pastor can give you the nice fluffy God loves you. I'm not your and I'm, I'm not your pastor. I'm not your pastor. And so here's how the verse has challenged me mm. um, you know preaching on, on persecution what's my main point. If you're not being persecuted, you're either a doing it wrong or B doing it right in the wrong place. because mm. you're probably doing it right, but just in church, probably in church. where everyone accepts what you say.
2: Mm.
1: Um, yeah, people just like comfort and people don't know the Bible and I don't think they want to because yeah you go oh but what about this verse and if it's, cha- it's going to challenge their point of view so things like when people are anti-gay if you go yeah but it says here you should love everyone love your neighbour oh yes but not gays yeah. well no that's the whole point of the good Samaritan <laughs> and even in fact Jesus knew that you would ignore all of those things so he even said love your enemy mm. so you've got no excuse not yeah. to love them Stronger. Oh, not the gays, or not yeah. the Muslims, or not the mm. these people. He didn't mean them. No, no, he <laughs> did. There's one there. Go and talk to them about Jesus. Go on, There's go up moment. to that person and say, "Are you waiting for our Lord Jesus Christ?" <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if she went yes, and then he sat down <laughs> with some tea.
0: Well, what I what I came away from that conversation believing is that, um, and because I'd heard so many stories of actually. Um, a lot of people in the Muslim faith meeting Jesus through dreams yeah. yeah I thought God if if this if you were in some way involved and you were talking through you know underneath all my jargon and crap um, I hope you visit her I hope you visit both of them and that's um, an
1: amazing thing you know, isn't it
0: because yeah I don't even remember how, how I, to, I just no. came away thinking I need to know more. I need to know how to help them. You know, if I come across them all, to help them come to that realization that it's Jesus they're waiting for. Yeah.
1: And, no. and it can be just that. Like, you know, as, as much as you're saying about, you know, go out there and preach the gospel, your job is not necessarily to convert. People. Well, it's not. Your job might be a, a seed sower. Hmm. You might just be that first person that says that thing, yeah. and then they've got it in their mind that two years time yeah. somebody else goes and says something to them, and mm. because they've already had that seed so it jog something else, and that's that's how they go. But um, do something. But do something. Got to do something. And you know, even if it is, you know, just living your life and stuff, but it's also about putting yourself in places. I was. Well,
0: you do have to, don't you? Yeah. What Jesus did.
1: Yeah, I I took up a hobby. Specifically, It was a hobby I used to do as a, as a teenager, mm. specifically to be in a community because I realised, and I was prompted through stuff that we do in church, that for probably the first time in my life, I was in a completely Christian environment. All my yeah. friends were Christian. My job is Christian. Mm-hmm. And I went, and somebody said that, and people have always said that, and I was like, no, no, I hang out with loads of people, it's fine. Yeah. And I went, oh no, no, I Yes. So I've and I've had two really, really good religious chats with people within the hobby that I do as I've become friends with them. And the like one of them really is a um well this is what I think about Christianity and, and you know, how yeah. can this be if that and and I just go, Well, it's not like that though, is it? It's like this and they're like, Oh, yeah, no, that's a good explanation for those things. And again, just changing your mindset on it, changing your mindset. And I think for the Western world, a lot of apologetics is going to be, you have a lot of glib phrases. Somebody said recently, <coughs> um, we're just talking about science, and they said, you know, if all the science textbooks disappeared tomorrow, they're all burnt, yeah. science would still exist. Mm. Because it's there, you know, people would go, Oh, the sun rises and the sun sets, the earth is round, gravity exists. But if you burnt all of the religious textbooks, mm. religion would disappear. Mm. And it's a really nice quote and it's a good bite. And I <laughs> and I didn't say anything at the time. because, uh, you know, my first thought was like, No, that's wrong. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know how. And sometimes, you know, the term managers just go, No, you're wrong. <laughs> they just be like but you gotta think it Ooh, through. Whatever, dude. <laughs> but you think about it, and you go, No, because religion came to us through one of two ways. One, we made it up, or two, there's a god and he fed it to us. Yeah. So if all the religious textbooks disappeared tomorrow, either what? one of us would make it up again, or there's actually a god and he'd reinsert yeah. it into the into the world. Yeah. But we don't think that second layer, we have that first nice glib mm, that's belief. Very shallow. And that's enough. And it's almost that thing of actually coming back and going, well, no, they wouldn't, because mm. this is this is how society works, whether it's God or it's not. And I think you get to a point... You often get to a point with, with atheists that they don't have an answer for any of their beliefs. Yeah. And you, as long as you keep going, okay, but why? Yeah. Or asking enough questions, they'll some get to a point and go, I, I don't know. Yeah. It falls down. You know, when they go, oh, no, we're naturally moralistic this is a Richard Dawkins like you don't have to be religious to have morals. they're (laughs) naturally ingrained within us genetically really (laughs) have you seen the world around you (laughs) 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 have you heard of a place called Syria yeah yeah we're naturally moralistic aren't we it's rubbish but they they sort of spout it and then everyone goes yes that's what we want to believe because believing there's a god is terrible for our ego and it means you have to change your life and be humble Yeah, (laughs) you're, you're not the greatest thing on earth
0: hey guys so this is the end of the episode i just have two questions for you before we end the episode and go into a song by my friend amy so why don't you send me a message to let me know what is the most enjoyable or eye-opening thing for you about the Christmas season, the Christmas story, or the Christmas tradition, as you know it. Let me know what that is. Also, a second question to tag onto that is, do you have any weird or just really interesting Christmas traditions that you do Every single year, I would love to hear from you. I'm actually gonna go back and um, and ask my mum what is the Christmas tradition that we have that might possibly be a little bit weird because I wasn't born in Australia, and so I might bring that for you in um on Christmas day because that's when that's when um this honest chat number of episodes is actually going to finish on Christmas day We'll have a brand new episode so. If you're new, thanks for listening. If you're returning, thank you for tuning in and returning. We drop an episode every single Tuesday. would love your feedback on how this is impacting you. Let me know. But until next Tuesday, have a great week.